Welcome to another episode of the Heat Strokes Podcast. Oh, I should have yelled too. Hosted by Brady Cannon. Presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Get ready to experience golf as you've never seen and heard it before. The price is wrong. Through the lens of Brady's experienced eye as he braves the toughest courses in the West under the scorching Las Vegas heat. Your course reviews, expert PGA analysis, and top weekly golf betting strategies are teed up and ready to fire. Here's your starter, Brady Cannon. It is DeadHeatGolf.com, home to the Heat Strokes podcast, presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Welcome in, everybody, to episode number 20. I'm Brady Cannon, along with my friend and guest host, Matt Humans of VSIN, the Vegas Stats and Information Network. You can catch his show with our friend Wes Reynolds Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific time. And you can also follow Matt on Twitter, at Matt Humans 24-7. Great to have you back on the program once again, Matt, for what will be our final episode. Of course, we started this project 20 weeks ago, and as the PGA Tour is on the verge of closing out its season, we too, the Heat Strokes podcast, ready to take a little break. Brady, congratulations on uh, 20 weeks and a very successful podcast here this season. I know a lot of people who listen to and watch your Heat Strokes podcast every week. You've done a great job with a variety of uh, handicappers on it this year. You and I, uh, several years ago, started the Long Shots podcast at VSIN. We started that thing together, and uh, uh, I thought you did a great job of building that podcast up. And Wes Reynolds and Kelly Bidlin have done a nice job of uh, carrying on the Long Shots podcast at VSIN. But here at Heat Strokes, um, you've done a great job here this season. And uh, I wish I could contribute more winners. This has been one of my, if not my worst, golf betting uh, years ever, 2023. We've had a lot of close calls, very few wins. In terms of outrights, only one winner on the outrights all season. It's very rare. A lot of years I have eight or nine, seven, eight or nine. Not hasn't happened for me this year. Hopefully you can uh, close strong with a win or two. And uh, also, Brady, before we get going today, just want to send out Best wishes to uh, all the people in Maui who are affected by the wildfires in Lahaina. You and I have talked about the golf courses of Kapalua on this podcast and how much we love to go out there. And we've both been out there in the past couple months to Maui. And that um, town of Lahaina has just been devastated by the wildfires. And it's uh, sad to see what's happened out there. Uh, There's no doubt about it. And thank you for bringing that up. Uh, Certainly our thoughts are with the folks Uh, in the Maui, Lahaina area, and you and I both have a lot of friends out there and a lot of memories. Uh, Hopefully, uh, we'll get back to, uh, you know, taking a nice break there next summer again, and they're able to repair that town as best they possibly can. Uh, We will get to our plays for the BMW Championship at Olympia Fields here in the second part of the program, but first, we're going to review Furnace Creek Golf Course in Death Valley, California. Yes, we have saved the hottest for the last here on the Heat Strokes podcast. Matt, you've, of course, played here on more than one occasion. I knew we were going to do this show, so I went out and uh, played this course back in April. 
Uh, temperatures were in the 80s at that time, but you're the true heat seeker. You've been out here uh, in, in some serious triple digit temperatures. Tell me what you like about this place, Furnace Creek, so much. Well, there's a lot to like about it if you love the heat. And you know I do and you do too. So I was out there, I tried to go out there on the hottest days of the summer. And uh, basically on the course at that time, it's rattlesnakes, roadrunners, and you. And that's it. That's all you're going to find out there on the course. And uh, the last time I played at Brady was actually in the uh, summer of 2020. So it's been a, a few years since I got out there. But I went out in the summer of 2020 on one of the hottest days. And um, I think it was 117 uh, the day I played out there, which is not, you know, nothing drastic. The hottest day I played out at uh, Furnace Creek, it was 122 when we teed off and 128 when we finished. And it was me and one other guy went over there and played. And he almost passed out and died, I think, in a bar afterwards. We went across the street <laughs> and had a couple of drinks. And he slouched over and basically passed out at the bar. And I had to drive back, you know, to Vegas. And he was asleep the whole way. The heat knocked him out. But uh, <clears throat> I love the course. First of all, it's not that difficult. It's an interesting course because there's a lot of water on it. And you wouldn't think that a, a golf course in Death Valley has a lot of holes that involve water, but you would be wrong. So if you go out to Furnace Creek, you're going to find, I think, a more interesting layout than you would anticipate with uh, several holes that feature water hazards and uh, really sweeping panoramic views of the mountains. I love it out there. I love being out there. It's very uh, peaceful to be out in the course in uh, Death Valley, but you just have spectacular views. And the golf is uh, very good at Furnace Creek. Of the 18 holes, I can't think of one hole I don't like. Uh, so I highly recommend it to anybody who loves playing in the heat. And again, Brady, I'll say this, and it's true. You can handle the humid, you can handle the, the heat because there's no humidity. You know, when you're talking about 10% humidity or less, uh, that's the type of weather I like to play in. I hate playing in the South or in the Midwest when the humidity is 90%. I'd prefer to play when it's 120 degrees and low humidity any day, and that's what you're going to get in Death Valley. Uh, I remember the last time I went over there in the summer of 2020, the lady working in the uh, store, the pro shop was actually closed that day, and the lady working in the store said, well, you can take a card out, but uh, it's too hot. I, I advise you not to play. I said, look, it's never too hot. I wish it was 130. I, I would play when it's 130. So I went out and played that day, Brady, and I was the only person on the course for the like the four hours I was out there. <laughs> she didn't know who she was dealing with. Uh, you know, they have actually been playing golf here at Furnace Creek since 1927. It was just a three-hole golf course uh, way back when. Then they expanded it to nine holes, and then eventually to 18 holes in 1968. And then Perry Dye, Pete's son, did a renovation in 1997, and then another renovation came around in 2017. It's really about the spectacle here for me, playing golf in the heat of Death Valley, 214 feet below sea level. Um, as you mentioned, the course is not terribly difficult. Most of the fairways are very wide. There are a few that are a little bit more on the narrower side. The greens are pretty big. They're relatively flat. And yes, like you said, there are quite a few water hazards. Uh, it's a par 70 golf course, just over 6,200 yards from the tips, quite a bit of natural vegetation and wildlife. The pine trees, you and I talked about this, the pine trees out there amazed me. They look prehistoric. I'm not sure what type they are, but 
I think much of the golf course just kind of had that back in time feel to it. Like you're out there in another world. And you also mentioned the beautiful views of the surrounding mountains. Uh, when I was out there in April, they were actually snow capped. Um, but, but the experience a as a whole, it's just something you've never done before. And, and so unique. And, and I really enjoyed every minute of it. You mentioned uh, that you could probably name each one of these as your favorite hole. If you could single out just one or two uh, favorite holes at Furnace Creek, Matt, what would they be? Yeah, you like to ask this question every week. It's, it's tough for me to uh, pick a favorite hole on some of these courses. On this one, I, I guess I'll go with number two. It's 180-yard par three with water on the left, and I typically like the par threes if they're challenging with a water hazard or if you're hitting from elevation down into a valley. Those are typically my favorite holes. I don't really have one standout. I guess I'll go with number two. But, uh, Brady, I, I, it's not BS. I actually do like all 18 holes out here. Uh, some, sometimes I'll play a course and say, well, there are two, three, or four, maybe five holes I don't like. I like all 18 holes out here. And I also play well on this course typically, so uh, that makes me like it even more. Some courses I stink every time I step foot on it, like the Las Vegas Country Club where I live. And then uh, other places like Furnace Creek I play well. So. I wish I could play out there more often, Brady. The the day you went out there, I had to work, so I couldn't go with you. It's about a two, two and a half hour drive from Vegas to get out there. It's it's worth the drive if uh, you want to play golf and you haven't experienced it. But it is not. It does take a full day. You have to have a full day, basically, to go out and play golf if you live in Vegas and you're going to drive out there because of the uh, long drive. I think from where you live on the west side of. Uh, Vegas, what it took, I'm sure it took you a full two hours to get to the course. Is that about right? Yeah, just about exactly two hours. Uh, and it was fun. You know, I'll, I'll talk about that experience here momentarily on the show. But uh, first, I'll give you my favorite hole. And I went with a par three as well. I really liked number 14. It's a 227-yard par three. Really straightforward. The green's right out there in front of you. And it looks like a short par four. It's just this massive fairway out in front of you, running up all the way to the green. There's a bunker on both the left and right-hand sides of the green. So I pull out my three-wood, which in Las Vegas, at 2,500 feet above sea level, I usually hit about 230 yards. And I just smoked this thing in Death Valley. Came up a little bit short of the green, chipped on, and then made a putt from inside of 10 feet for my par. I just thought it was such a unique hole uh, a lot of the holes on this golf course are relatively short, and especially on the back nine. And then you get to this beast of a par three, 227 yards from 214 feet below sea level. There's probably a lot of people that would be hitting driver off this par three hole. And, and that's what I really enjoyed about it, how different it was from everything else. And, and how often do you get to step up to a par three and, and bang a three wood off the tee? So. I just really like number 14. I don't know if you remember that one. I do remember that one. It's a very difficult – I mean, if you birdie that hole, that's got to be handicapped as the toughest hole in the course, doesn't it? I mean, that's a very difficult hole with birdie. It's the number eight handicap. But you're right. I mean, how do you – now, I was playing the tips where it's 227. Um, but uh, how do you hit that green in regulation? That's pretty tough. I don't know. But, yeah, well, I, I do I, like that hole. A lot of good holes out there. It's definitely worth the trip. And uh, anyone who hasn't been out there, give Brady a call. He'll drive you out there next year on one of the hottest days of the summer. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. I, I know you've uh, been out there a, a few different times. Do you have a favorite moment or a favorite story from your experience in the, 
in the dead heat of summer at Furnace Creek. An appropriate name for this place, by the way, too. It is. And uh, you, you mentioned it, 214 feet below sea level. I think uh, probably my uh, favorite memory was the first time I ever played out here. I'm going to say, Brady, it was about 20, I'm going to say uh, 21, 22 years ago. A friend and I were gambling all night at the Barbary Coast. And uh, about five in the morning, I said, hey, man, you want to drive over to Death Valley and play golf? It's supposed to be about 120 degrees a day. He goes, yeah, hell, why not? So we jumped in uh, my Jeep Wrangler with no top in it, drove over to Death Valley at about nine in the morning and uh, played 18 holes that day. And Brady, we were drinking all day and I actually shot, I still remember, I think I shot like an 84. It was 84 or 85. And I, I parred the last hole. You remember that big tree that sits out in front of the green on the 18th hole? Yes, yes. Yeah, I hit the approach shot perfectly over that tree, arched right over the tree, dropped it about, uh, 10 feet from the pen and uh, two putted actually, unfortunately for par, but uh, that was a great way to finish it that day. And again, we were the only two guys on the course and it was about uh, 120 degrees that day. That was the first time I'd ever been out there and I loved the place so much. I said, I got to make it a regular uh, thing to come back to Furnace Creek. So even though it's a long trip out there, I try to make it, I wish I could make it every year, but unfortunately I have not been uh, made it every year. I probably played out there, uh, I'll say, five, six, seven times, something like that. How about you? Was that the first time you played this fall? This yeah, spring? that was the first time okay. in April, my first and only time, but I will definitely go back. And, and in April, you know, 80 degrees, it was gorgeous. I, I'll go out there and, and try and uh, brave the heat with you, of course, as, uh, you know, next summer maybe as well. Uh, but you can play this thing just about year round. Heck, in November, it's probably 75 degrees out there. So I, I tell you, my favorite story, though, from, from my first and only visit out there, I, I left my house at about 4.45 in the morning. I had a 7.30 a.m. start time, and, and you're right, a two-hour drive from my house here on the west side. Beautiful drive, too, checking out the raw desert and the mountains that early in the morning. So I finally get there. I pull into the parking lot. I bring my bag around, and the golf shop is still closed. It, it's just like a little shack, and I go back to mm -hmm. my my thought of this place looking like you're going back in time, it, it looks, and you can identify with this, Matt, it looks like a set of an old Western movie out there, the clubhouse and, and sure. the golf shop. And so finally, this guy shows up at 7 a.m. and opens up the golf shop, and I check in, and I pay my fee. I, I got a golf cart as well. I walk back outside, and I'm just kind of waiting around with a, a, a bunch of other people that are checking in. Next thing I know, a couple minutes later, the same guy that checked me in at the golf shop runs out of the back of the golf shop, makes a dash over to the cart barn. A couple minutes later, comes screaming around the corners, comes to a screeching halt, gives me my golf cart, hands me a wet towel, says, you're all set, runs back into the golf shop, starts checking in more people. So here's this one guy running the entire operation at seven o'clock in the morning in Death Valley, California. It, it was really part of the charm of the whole place to see how this operation was run in the middle of nowhere, uh, it was just a beautiful thing. And you, you probably know what I'm talking about, just the atmosphere of the place. It was not surprising to see that scene at 7 a.m. that morning. Well, I've never been out there on a day where there's been other players, to be honest with you. Every day I've been out there, it's basically just been me and whoever I brought to the course. And I'm, I've, I'm not sure I've ever seen more than two other players on the course in all the trips I've been out there because I try to go on the hottest days. And I don't go as early in the morning as you do, Brady. So. Uh, he might have been busy that day, but some of the days I've gone out there, the, the golf shop's actually been closed. 
and you have to go to the store across the street to get keys to a cart uh, to play because <laughs> they're not anticipating any players. So, yeah, it's much different. It's, uh, I like these unique golf experiences like you're not going to get anywhere else. And, um, you know, there's a course in Oceanside, California, I've told you about, Goat Hill Park. It's very unique. Um, Furnace Creek kind of falls in that category as well. Courses that uh, are so different than what you're going to find anywhere else are worth making the trip out to play. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And as you can probably figure out by uh, Matt and I's commentary, Furnace Creek is not a fancy high-end golf course with all the bells and whistles. It's a very simple, basic operation, but that's really not what it's all about. It's about checking out this wild part of planet Earth that is very unique, like you say, Matt, to you know anything else you've probably ever seen before. I, I really found the landscape absolutely fascinating. I'd never been to Death Valley before. The mountains and the the sand hills and the dunes. It, it was really something. Uh, I, I'd never seen nature like this before. And then you've also got, you know, if you play there at the right time of the year, snow-capped mountains in the background. Pretty wild. Uh, in the summertime, you can play for about anywhere from $25 to $40, depending on what time you start. Uh, the rest of the year will cost you about 60 to 80 bucks. And they do have a number of stay-and-play packages with the local hotel resorts in the area as well. You can find them online at oasisatdeathvalley.com, oasisatdeathvalley.com. And on our website, deadheatgolf.com is one of our featured courses. You can also give them a call, 760-786-3373, and tell them the fellas from the Heat Strokes podcast sent you. We will take a quick break and be back with our picks for the BMW Championship at Olympia Fields. But before we do, a quick word from our terrific sponsors, Play Studios, Vicent Realty Group, Las Vegas Advisor, and also footballcontest.com. Use the checkout code, or excuse me, use the promo code at checkout HEAT to save 50 bucks at footballcontest.com. The NFL is less than four weeks away. You will want to get into these contests. Use footballcontest.com as your proxy and use the promo code HEAT at checkout to save 50 bucks. We'll be right back with more of the Heat Strokes podcast presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas in just a moment. When the Heat Strokes crew isn't burning up the hottest golf courses in the country, playing a game we'd all spend a lifetime trying to master, they're doing something just as smoking, but a whole lot easier. They're playing My Vegas Slots. It's a top-ranked free-to-play mobile app that lets you earn valuable real-world rewards from some amazing partners like MGM Grand, Bellagio, and Norwegian Cruise Line. You can score rooms, great meals, show tickets, and more just for playing. Download My Vegas Slots today from your favorite app store. And if you're anything like Brady and Matt, we know you're going to love it. And that's something you can bet on. Have you ever wanted to play in one of the biggest football contests in Las Vegas and win a million dollars or more? At footballcontest.com, find out how to sign up and make your picks through Nevada's most experienced proxy service. You do the handicapping, we do the legwork. And our service is a convenience for both locals and non-residents alike. Over the past decade, Thousands have trusted footballcontest.com as their proxy service and have collected winnings of over $10 million. Whether you're a fan of five picks against the spread or survivor pools, footballcontest.com has all the information you need to get started. You pick the winners, we submit your picks. It's that easy at footballcontest.com. Attention all real estate buyers, sellers, and investors. 
Are you looking for a trustworthy and experienced team to help you navigate the Las Vegas, Southern Nevada market? Look no further than Bassent Realty Group, specializing in residential, commercial, and investment properties. With over nine years of experience in the industry, we have the knowledge and skills to help you find the perfect property or investment opportunity. Whether you're buying, selling, or investing, we're committed to providing exceptional service and delivering results. Contact us today to take the first step towards achieving your real estate goals in Las Vegas and Southern Nevada. Call now, 702-339-8052 or go to BassentRealty.com. Want to gamble like the pros? At LasVegasAdvisor.com, you'll find the world's best how-to books, software, and strategy cards featuring blackjack, poker, video poker, tournament play, and of course, sports betting, including 2020 sports betting, Think Like a Pro, which contains an 85-page section on betting golf. And don't forget to check out LVA's famous member rewards coupon book, offering discounts on dining and entertainment, including a buy one, get one for the awesome lobster book at the Palms and more than $400 in gambling free play match play and bonus offers up your gambling game today at LasVegasAdvisor.com that's LasVegasAdvisor.com Mandalay Bay comes alive as the fan district the go-to destination for all of fan kind gather here stay here eat here and celebrate here fans get exclusive food and drink specials one-of-a-kind experiences loaded with giveaways photo ops surprise appearances and more and the best part it's all within walking distance of the stadium get the party started or keep the party going at the fan district the las vegas raiders will be close to that fan district on september 24th for their home opener against the pittsburgh steelers welcome back in to the Heat Strokes podcast presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Brady Cannon and Matt Humans with you. And round two of the PGA Tour postseason is upon us. It's the BMW Championship from Olympia Fields, not that far outside of Chicago. The North Course at Olympia Fields is where they will play. We saw this BMW Championship held at Olympia Fields in 2020. There is no cut for the event. All 50 players will play all four rounds, and at the conclusion of the tournament, the top 30 players in FedEx Cup points will advance to round three, the final, the Tour Championship at East Lake Golf Club, where the winner will get the FedEx Cup and $18 million. Matt, you probably grew up not too far away from Olympia Fields, I imagine. How did you handicap this golf course in this field this week? Yeah, Brady, you said uh, I wore my Chicago Bulls shirt today in honor of uh, Olympia Fields and uh, where this is being played. So there's a couple courses in Chicago I, I did have a chance to uh, go out to when I when I lived there that are well-known. One is Olympia Fields, another is uh, Medina. Oh. And uh, Brady, you remember in 1999 when Tiger beat Sergio by one stroke at Medina? Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I actually covered that when I worked in the Chicago area that year, and that was uh, uh, Tiger. Uh, holding off Sergio by one, which was uh, great because that was before I developed a, a strong dislike for Sergio. And that was when Tiger was on the way up and, you know, he didn't know how dominant he was going to be at the time. But Olympia Fields is a, a really good golf course in the Chicago area too. And it's not going to be an easy one for these players this week. It's going to be challenging. We saw the BMW played here in 2020. And John Rahm was a winner in a playoff against DJ, and I believe he was four under par in that tournament. So it's going to play a little bit more like in the U.S. Open, a, a more challenging layout this week. And the way I handicap, 
excuse me, uh, about sneeze there, the way I handicapped this, Brady, is a driver is going to come into play on a lot of holes. These guys will be getting the driver out of the bag, and driving distance and driving accuracy is going to matter this week. And guys who drive it well are going to have an edge. So that that was a a factor, a significant factor in the way I handicapped this tournament. Yep, I would agree with you. Uh, you know, we saw bombers littered across the top of that leaderboard in 2020, and I think it'll be similar here. Uh, it was the hardest course to hit fairways in 2020 uh, when they held the BMW Championship there. Uh, the fairways are also bordered by, you know, three, four, five-inch rough as well. And I agree with you. It's very U.S. Open-like. Of course, they had a U.S. Open there a while back when Jim Furyk uh, won his only major title. They've also had some rain in the area this week. It rained on Monday, uh, had some rain in the morning on Tuesday, supposed to have rain in the morning again on Thursday. So that rough could be wet and moist and make things even more difficult. However, uh, if it is soft and wet, you know, more balls will hold in the fairway and not trickle into that rough either. Very long course at over 7,300 yards and only a par 70. You've got a couple par fives here that are over 600 yards. Most of the par fours fall in between the distance of 450 to 500 yards. The greens are bent grass. They're slightly larger than average tour size. And you nailed it, Matt. The winning score in 2020 was four under par. You only had five players finish under par for that entire week. And if you look at like the top 20 in that leaderboard, it, it was littered with bombers. Like I say, John Rahm, your winner in a playoff with Dustin Johnson, Tony Finau, Jason Kokrak, Joaquin Neiman. And then a little, little bit further down, you had Rory, Patrick Cantlay, Benny Ahn, and Bubba Watson were also inside the top 20. Correlated courses I used this week were, were big boy U.S. Open type golf courses, Torrey Pines. Winged Foot, uh, Quail Hollow, where they've held the PGA, of course, before. Caves Valley, which held the 2021 BMW. Memorial Park, where they played the Houston Open the last few years. Southern Hills, where they played the 2022 PGA. And then also TPC Boston. Uh, so use that in your handicap. Like Matt said, of course, strokes gained off the tee, distance off the tee, the long par fours, and, and then some of these correlated courses and kind of that U.S. Open factor. I think you might be able to find a few players to get you where you want to be. Let's get to our guest picks, Matt. And for that, we bring in a mutual friend, Justin Ray, one of the absolute best follows on Twitter if you're a golf fan. He's got all kinds of stats and trends every week with every golf tournament. He is the head of content for the 21st group and a colleague of mine at the PGA Tour. He writes for the PGA Tour and also for The Athletic. For an outright winner, he has two selections. Patrick Cantley at 10 to 1, a loser in last week's playoff in Memphis to Lucas Glover. And then Cam Davis at 70 to 1. Both of those guys, definitely big hitters. For a top five finish, he went back to Davis at 9 to 1. And Tommy Fleetwood at 4 to 1. Interesting to note, Justin pointed this out to me. Tommy Fleetwood is the first player with more par, or excuse me, more top five finishes without getting a win on PG, on the PGA Tour in the last 40 years. So he's betting on another top five for the Englishman. Top 20 finish, he's got two plays. Uh, Bayung Hoon An, Ben An at plus 110. And Tony Finau, a top five finisher in 2020 at even money. And then finally, a first round leader selection on Victor Hovland at 20 to 1. Any thoughts, any plays that jump out at you from Justin there, Matt? Yeah, I'm not surprised that Patrick Cantlay is on his card. I, I 
Expected Cantlay to be a popular player with a lot of cappers this week off his uh, strong charge there late in Memphis. And, um, you know, he's got a positive track record at Olympia Fields. You know, if you're going to look past the favorites, I think uh, talking about Scheffler and Rory and Rom, Cantlay is going to be the obvious landing spot for a lot of people. And then Cam Davis, not on my car, but I can understand why uh, you might have him or Justin might have him because Cam Davis played really well and he was very consistent over the weekend in Memphis. He tied for six, four strokes back, and he was in the uh, 60s all four rounds. And his game seems, seems to fit this course. So uh, not surprised at all to see Justin's plays. And I think Tommy Fleetwood again. Wes Reynolds, our, our buddy of Vsin, keeps coming back to Fleetwood over and over and over. And he keeps knocking on the door and he keeps ending up the bridesmaid. We're in the top five. I think the stat was, or is, the Fleetwood's got, what, 23 top five finishes without a win on the PGA Tour? Is that right? Yeah, it's in that neighborhood. And it's the most okay. in 40 years, as, as Justin informed me. Um, yeah, the guy's been knocking on the door for sure, but hasn't been able to kick it down. So you, you talked about, you know, Cam Davis not making your card. Who did make your card? Let's get to your plays for this week. Well, I'm going with the guy who won the 2020 BMW Championship here, and that's John Rahm. I, I don't typically play a guy in single-digit odds. In fact, I haven't all year. This is the first time I've done it. So I'm playing Rahm at 9-1. to one. I was going to wait to see maybe if he'd drift up around 10-1, to one, but uh, we'll just call it 9-1 to one for now. And again, distance off the tee is a big deal. If you go to Memphis last week and look at driving distance, number one was Rory, 324 yards off the tee. Uh, number two, Cam Young, 318. Uh, who was number five? John Rahm at 313. And we know Rombo is long off the tee. He had a little bit of an issue with accuracy. Recently, I've, I've not seen him knock a couple drives into the water, and uh, he's had some struggles uh, with that area of his game. But Rombo won on this tournament. Uh, he won this tournament on uh, this course in 20, it was 2020. Uh, I think that was the case, right? Brady, yeah, was I was on him that week, and uh, you may remember that yeah. you know, 65, 70-foot putt that he made on the first playoff hole. It was thrilling to watch, yeah. especially when I had a ticket on it. Yeah, so Rombo's course history here and the fact that uh, you know, his, all the stats indicate he's right there. He's had a couple bad holes here and there. It's kind of kept him, held him back a little bit. But I wanted to play a class guy who's long off the tee this week, but I don't want to bet Rory. I don't want to bet Rory at about six, you know, plus six fifty or seven to one. So let's go with Rom. And I also played. Uh, I'll I'll talk about this in a minute. But I also played Cameron Young. Talking about the guys who are uh, long off the tee. I think I'm a glutton for punishment here with Cam Young. We're going on a year and a half betting this guy, and he hasn't won yet. He's like Tommy Fleetwood. Knocks on the door, can't knock the door down. But his game should fit this course. And again, Cameron Young, I thought played well, especially off the tee a week ago, where he's number two in driving distance to Rory so let's give him a shot on a course that should tailor to his strength so only two outrights for me right now Brady Rombo nine to one and Cameron Young at 40 to one well and then you did uh make some other plays for uh some finished right. position markets a top 10 uh I know you've got a few guys there to finish top 10 and you know different this week I mean you're not going to get the prices for top 20 because there's only 50 guys in the field so you you shortened it up a little bit and went top 10. Yeah, Rombo, minus 110 to finish in the top 10. I like that bet. Ricky Fowler, a little quiet. 
little quiet recently since he got that win, but I thought Fowler started to get it together over the weekend in Memphis. He saw it 67, 68 on the weekend, and uh, Fowler played, I'd say, reasonably well on this course the last time he was there. So I, I kind of like the fact he's a little under the radar. There became a point where he became too popular, and uh, everybody was betting Ricky, and then all of a sudden he started to fade. Well, let's go with the under-the-radar play, top 10 Ricky plus 250. And Sahith Tagala, another guy who drove it well uh, last week, uh, he finished 10 under. He finished in the top 15, and uh, a lot of his driving stats indicate that he could pop on this course. But I played him a plus 550. He's another guy who, who quietly uh, lurks around there as a threat, but hasn't, hasn't quite broken through yet. And I think this is the type of course where he could. Uh, you know, a plus 550, I thought the price was okay to play Thigala. Actually, I'll get to a little bit more on him later in this show because I wanted to take a shot on him this week. And the only matchup, Brady, you play a lot more matchups than I do. I played Rombo minus 120 over Cantley. And I understand a lot of people are going to like Cantley. I like Rombo a little bit better this week. Uh, so that's my one matchup. I think I was a little surprised that uh, uh, Cantley choked in the in the playoff. We call it, I'll say he choked in the playoff like he did on Sunday when he hit into the water. Uh, but it was a strong charge for him to even get into the playoffs. So it was impressive that he got there. But I think this is going to be John Rom's week in a course where he's won previously. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you. And uh, our friend and uh, former guest on the Heat Strokes podcast, Ben Coley uh, from the UK, is also on John Rom as his top play this week. And we talked about Torrey Pines being a correlated course. Rom's won the US Open there, he's won the PGA Tour event there. So, no, he definitely makes sense uh, here this week on this type of golf course. Uh, my plays, uh, I'll start with an outright winner who I also bet for a top 10 finish, and that's Xander Shoffley. Uh, you know, Matt, the majority of his wins on the PGA Tour have been in no-cut, limited field events. And, of course, that's what we have again here. This guy's been – he's the best player in the field as far as U.S. Open record. I mean, I think he's got five or six top six finishes in the U.S. Open. He was fifth at winged foot in 2020. He was 10th at the U.S. Open this year, 13th this year at Torrey Pines, second at the Wells Fargo. Hasn't missed a cut all season. And this is the other stat that I like about Xander Shoffley. He is sixth in this field for strokes gained total on difficult golf courses. And obviously, we have a very difficult golf course this week. Um, I, I think he's going to be right there. And I thought 20 to 1 was a really good price. I've seen less than that. I've seen as low as 16. I think 18 is probably about the consensus number. Uh, Tyrrell Hatton, I played at 30 to 1. Also played him for a top 20 finish at minus 150. Uh, he is fourth in this field on the par fours from 450 to 500 yards, 10th in scrambling, second in bogey avoidance, great putter, and 11th in strokes gained total on difficult golf courses. And back in 2020, he finished 16th here. So he's shown that he can get around this track. I'm with you on Cam Young, Matt, for all the reasons you stated. I, w I went pretty much with all bombers this week. You know, my shortest hitter is probably Tyrrell Hatton, and, and he's his. He still bangs it out there with the big boys. I think he's probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 50th to 70th on tour in driving distance. Cameron Young, he's in the top five. Uh, the form hasn't been perfect as of late, but he does have a sixth place finish at the John Deere and an eighth at the British Open. Third in this field for driving distance, 11th in strokes gained off the tee. And then another big hitter, second in this field for driving distance is Bayung Hoon An, Benny An. He was 12th here in 2020. As far as our correlated courses, he's never missed a cut at Torrey Pines. 
uh, fourth in strokes gained, uh, strokes gained off the tee, ninth in bogey avoidance, 14th in scrambling, and 18th on those par fours from 450 to 500 yards. And yes, you're right, Justin and I both on Cam Davis at 70 to one, and yet another bomber, 10th in this field for strokes gained off the tee, ninth in driving distance, and fifth on the par fours of 450 to 500 yards. Been playing great as of late, as you alluded to, Matt. Three straight top 10 finishes, a 10th, a 7th, and a 6th from the 3M Open, the Wyndham, and the St. Jude to not only get him into the playoff, but to get him here into this week, into the top 50. He'll need another big week to, to keep his season alive and get into the top 30, and I think he's very capable. He's been on quite a run, and you know another bomber's course with the PGA Championship at Oak Hill where Cam Davis finished fourth. So I really like uh, I really like uh, all these guys this week and, and your selections too. I mean, I think you just have to go with a bomber here. And then the full tournament head-to-head matchups, I landed on four of them. Uh, a lot of the guys I played outright, Cameron Young at minus 135 over Sam Burns, uh, Ben Ahn at minus 120 over Keegan Bradley, Matthew Fitzpatrick minus 125 over Lucas Glover, and then Tyrrell Hatton minus 140 over Hideki Matsuyama. Matt, I, I went against Lucas Glover in a head-to-head matchup last week. Obviously, that did not work. But the guy wins two weeks in a row, and he's not a bomber. Now, he, he might do really well ne- next week at Eastlake. I think that course suits his game better. But after two wins in a row on a golf course that ought to be very difficult for him, I'm going against Glover this week. Well, I mean, why the hell would Lucas Glover win three weeks in a row? He's the first player on tour age 40 or older to win back-to-back weeks since VJ Singh in, I think, 2008 or 2009. I, I cannot believe Lucas Glover has won back-to-back weeks on tour. And uh, I wouldn't think that, you know, after winning two in a row that the guy's going to come out and have his A game this week. So I can't blame you at all. The one thing I will say, what, or Brady, is that uh, I mentioned this to you before. Matthew Fitzpatrick changed his name to Matt Fitzpatrick about a year and a half ago, so quit calling him Matthew. Um, as somebody, <laughs> he did. He changed his name. He dropped a th- uh, from somebody whose name Matt. I would be annoyed as hell if people called me Matthew all the time. Uh, <laughs> that's his fault. He did change his name officially. He said, "Call me Matt, not Matthew." About a year and a half ago. Uh, so you need to change that uh, in the future. But Fitzpatrick. One thing I'll say about Matt Fitz. He's been pretty disappointing, man, since he won the U.S. Open. Uh, you keep thinking at some time this guy's going to get hot and win tournaments. He really hasn't done anything since he won the U.S. Open a year ago. And just like, you know, Colin Morikawa hasn't done squats since he won the British Open two years ago. Yep, yep. No, I hear you. Um, and, and part of the reason I like that matchup as well, not just a fade of Glover, but Fitzpatrick, obviously yeah. a U.S. Open winner. This should play like a U.S. Open course. And he also had a top 10 finish here back in 2020. Uh, time for our Pizza Money Play of the Week, brought to you by Dom DeMarco's Pizzeria and Bar in the Summerlin area right here in Las Vegas, one of Matt's and my favorite pizza joints in town. I'm going with the 72-hole winning score over 272 and a half, and that means your winning score will be seven under par or less. I mentioned there's been rain in the area softening up this golf course. And that can make it easier, but it can also really eliminate a lot of the shorter hitters in the field who won't be able to keep up with the softer conditions and the big boys knocking it out there. They won't get as much run out on soft fairways. Um, By the weekend, I do expect this course to dry out a little bit. You've got sunshine in the forecast basically Friday through Sunday. 
So if it becomes a firm and fast golf course over the weekend, that becomes extremely difficult as well. Four under par was your winning score back in 2020, and that's when they had 70 players in the field. Now you've only got 50 players in the field, and you're saying the winning score is going to be double that? I'm not buying it. I'm going over 272.5 for my Dom DeMarco's Pizza Money Play of the Week. And Matt, I wonder what your thoughts are on that. And I guess you've got a couple of Pizza Money plays you made this week as well. Yeah, great restaurant out there on uh, West Charleston, Summerlin. If you get a chance to get out to Dom DeMarco's, you should do it. I love the pizza. I notice on your graphics here, and you have outstanding graphics on this show. Your producers are the are the best on this podcast. But the picture of the salad, come on. Let's just show, stick to the pizza. Stick to the pizza. And, uh, me. I could do without the salad. No, but you know, know what? We'll, we'll tell the crew to, to eliminate the salad when you're on the show. That is certainly not up your alley, and I apologize. That pizza is some of my favorite, though. And uh, it's a great restaurant, great atmosphere. If you get a chance to go out there, I highly recommend it. Uh, Brady, I like your play. I was thinking about this uh, last night, too, looking at it, and I said, I think the winner is probably going to be somewhere around what it was in 2020 when John Rahm went four under. I think the winner is going to be five under, six under. At, at the at the best uh so what what do you project the winner to be what do you think it i'd be, be right the there with you maybe six i, I just don't think they're going to get to eight I, I mean you've got less players in the field probably an equally difficult golf course yeah i, I i'd say five or six and, and who knows could be less than four all right my pizza money plays i'm gonna go with long shots i like to do this because I know so many betters like to bet a little to win a lot, and you guys gave out Cam Davis's play, and that's kind of a – might end up being a pizza money type of play for me if I follow you guys on that long shot. But I've got a couple of them here. I talked about Sahith Tagala. Uh, actually, I was really impressed by the way he was playing in Memphis, and his driving stats were pretty impressive as well. So he's long enough off the tee to be competitive here and have a shot. He um, – was in the top 15 last week at 10 under par, just one stroke out of the top 10, and he was he was right there. He shot 67, 68, 69, 66. Uh, I like Thagala, and I found 90 to 1 on him at Circa. You're going to find uh, very similar numbers in most books you look at. So Thagala at 90 to 1, just a small piece of money play. Also going to go with Patrick Rogers. Number four in driving distance last week in Memphis. Uh, just a tick better than John Rahm on the board. And now there's not a lot of reasons like uh, Patrick Rogers. He didn't overall play that well last week. You know, we were talking about Matt Fitzpatrick. He was four over and tied for last in the field. Uh, Patrick Rogers actually tied for 52nd at two under par. He was right there with Sam Burns and Ricky Fowler. But Rogers did play well on the weekend. He shot 66 on Saturday, 70 on Sunday. This guy who's been trying to break through for a while. But again, uh, Brady, I, I just focused the handicap mostly on the guys who were, who excelled in the driving distance and driving accuracy categories. And Patrick Rogers actually fit that this week, uh, surprisingly, by the way he, he drove the ball in Memphis. And at 185 to 1, uh, that, I think that qualifies as a pizza money play. In a small field like this, I'll take a shot on Rogers at 185 and uh, hope for the best. But I like a lot of the plays you have and your guests have on the on the podcast today. 
Well, I'll tell you what, you're not alone in your love for Thagala and, and Rogers, both again, big hitters on the tour. I've seen Thagala as low as about 72 or 73 to one, and I've seen Rogers as low as 120 to one. So good value there, certainly with the numbers you were able to land on. That is going to do it for this episode of the Heat Strokes podcast presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino here in Las Vegas. In case you need to revisit, get the picks, all the information, it'll be up shortly on our website, deadheatgolf.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. A little later this evening, the video version will be out on YouTube, my YouTube channel, at Heat Strokes Podcast. Give us all the love on the socials there. I want to thank our crew, Tom Catlin on video, Jeremiah Crow with Green Roll Media on the audio, and Trifco on the creative design. Thank you to our guest host, Matt Humans of The Sin. Catch his show Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific. Thank you to our guest contributor, Justin Ray. Find him on Twitter at Justin Ray Golf. And normally, Matt, I would say we'll be back at this next uh, this time next week to review another golf course and give out our picks. But this is indeed our last episode, our final episode, 20 weeks of the Heat Strokes podcast in the books. It was you and I who concocted this idea back in January or February or whatever it was. I, I want to thank you very much for all of your contributions. It's been fun. And you mentioned it at the outset. I've received a great deal of positive feedback from another number of listeners and viewers. And, you know, for our first crack at this, I think we uh, had a pretty good time and did a good job. Yeah, you did an excellent job getting a variety of very sharp handicappers on your podcast this year, Brady. And uh, again, I encourage everybody to get out to Dom DeMarco's, get the pizza if you have a chance, and uh, drive out to Death Valley. Play golf if you've never been out there. When you get to Death Valley, you're going to remember to stay hot, Brady, because uh, that's what this podcast is all about. You've been dialed into the Heat Strokes Podcast with Brady Cannon. Presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. And produced in conjunction with Green Roll Media, the world's premier sports betting podcast network. Subscribing to the show on YouTube is easy. Just search Heat Strokes Podcast. Follow us on social media at Las Vegas Golfer and at Heat Strokes Pod. If you like what you heard, please follow, like, and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify today. Good luck out there sinking birdies at Cash and Tickets. Cash and Tickets. We'll see you next week.